and welcome to the Around the Table podcast with pastors Matt Smith and Nick Decker. This podcast is all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. The goal is to help you grow in your faith and spiritual walk with the Lord every single day of your life. To learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. And now your hosts, Matt Smith and Nick Decker. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Around the Table podcast. Uh, We uh, do this podcast, as always, to help you grow in your faith and in your walk with the Lord every single day of your life. We don't want your Christian experience just to be limited to Sunday only. And so we try to push out some content through these podcast episodes to help you grow during the week and through every single day uh, of your life. And so today we got a special episode. Uh, We've got a guest with us. Uh, Tommy Adams is with us today. And so we're excited about that. Tommy is a key part of Lebanon Baptist Church. He was on the pastor search team and uh, just crazy enough, just crazy enough to, to, to give me a a shot. And so anyway, I'm forever thankful to him for that. He's also chairman of our deacons. He's been involved in ministry here for so long, been involved in youth ministry, uh, also leads one of our life groups right now, our under uh, under construction life group. And so we're going to be talking to him some today about that. Also, we have Nick Decker, our family ministries and outreach pastor, and our co-host with us today as well. So a couple things. We're going to talk briefly today about the uh, sermon from yesterday and our special speaker that we had uh, speak to us through Upward Sunday. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're also going to spotlight life groups and talk primarily about the under construction life group and, and just the importance of life groups and even talk a little bit about the upcoming exciting weekend that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that's kind of where we're going uh, for uh, today. So uh, let, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit then about uh, just kind of the, the sermon, do a little bit of review from the sermon yesterday, discuss that just a little bit. Why don't you we, tell us who our guest speaker was? Yeah, so Dion Parker was our guest speaker. And uh, uh, just uh, and why was he our guest speaker? Yeah. Maybe because well, some people may have not listened to the sermon yet. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the sermon yet, Go check that Go out. Check I it know out. it's at least available on our Facebook page. Yes. It's on YouTube, too. Yeah, on YouTube. YouTube. Okay, yep, good. Man. I'm glad we, we got that up because we were a little uh, concerned about when we were getting that up. But we got that up. That's good. And so then also, um, so yeah, let me explain that, why, why we had Dion yesterday. So uh, Dion, and I both, Dion and I both graduated from what was at the time Piedmont Baptist College uh, back in the day, now Carolina University. Um, but we graduated within a couple of years of each other there. And he's been involved in pastoral ministry and sports ministry and recreational ministries um, for about 15 years now. And so I've just sort of followed him and watched some of that. And I've seen his heart for sports and his heart for God and for ministry and for evangelism, sharing the gospel and bringing those together. Just felt like that would be a great uh, opportunity to have him come and speak on that special day. I thought he did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Yeah, yep. indeed. I think so too. Connected with all the people, the upwards families that we had, uh, he he was a he was a great speaker of God's word. I thought he communicated well. Yeah. What stuck out to you the most? You think, Tommy, from the uh, sermon? Um, you know, he he alliterated right out the gate that he was a storyteller, but yep. he it looked like he connected the dots. He he talked to people at their level, uh, and and especially our upwards families that came, knowing that we had piggybacked off of our uh, upwards year our season you know he did a great job one of the one of the quotes he made yesterday he was talking about the paralytic guy uh, and his friends helping him 
you know, get to Jesus. Yep. And really, that's why we do upwards. We want to see families, uh, men and women, boys and girls, moms and dads, come to know the saving knowledge. And so he used that analogy, ironically. And one of the things he, he said yesterday it was kind of cool, I thought. He said, the Son of God was preaching the Word of God while being God. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I thought that was phenomenal. That was good. Yeah, you know, yeah. preach. Yeah. And, yeah. And he, you know, he said, you know, as, as Baptists, we always get teased about having a cover dish, you know, and there wasn't anything going on except the preaching. Yeah. It was just preaching. Yeah. And he was a crowd of people, and yet they couldn't get this guy there. So um, there was a lot of content there, and he, he wrapped it up and unpackaged God's Word really well, I thought. And, yeah. And, and speaking of the friends who got him there. He has to wonder what kind of friends are we to our community, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what all they went through to do that, to carry them, to undo a roof when they couldn't get past the crowd and went up on a roof, took it apart. You know, it gave a mind picture of what, um, what sharing the gospel and uh, a convicting part in my own life of, you know, how much do we do? What will we sacrifice? What will we do to get people to, to the knowledge of Christ? Yeah. Yeah, you know, as you even as you kind of share that, some things are kind of coming together uh, in my own mind. We're talking a little bit too about, you know, sometimes it's easy to get frustrated when we don't see things just come easy when it comes to our outreach efforts and, and upward. We put so much effort and energy into providing that. So much labor goes into it for the purpose of trying to introduce people to Jesus, of trying to use that all the work to get people in our community and Jesus together, like what yeah. Dion talked about yesterday. And, you know, sometimes we get frustrated when it doesn't produce more fruit quicker. And uh, yet I think you think about that, those guys and the work that they had to go through to get them there, and then they run into a crowded room. And I mean, I would, I could imagine that I would have been frustrated. Like, how come people aren't getting out of the way to let us get in? Apparently they didn't do that. <laughs> it was so, they, people were so whatever, selfish, or yeah. who knows what, that they wouldn't let them through. They had to go up. To, but they just kept on, kept on against the obstacles. I think that's kind of should be encouraging to us to just keep, 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 keeping on. Yeah, yeah. He he asked a question. I wrote it down here. He said, "Do you desperately seek to tell others about Jesus?" And I'm like, "I seek to tell people, but not desperately." Desperately. Yeah, desperately. That that word was key to me. So I thought, I thought it was excellent the way he made application, like you said, Tommy, to everybody. I mean, all the way from those who are unsaved that you need Jesus. To hey, if you know Jesus, you better be telling somebody about him. So I thought that was that was uh, well thought out and well communicated. So I appreciated that. You got anything else you wanted to add? I always do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of question? Let me just stop that no, question. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I did think uh, I want to say this though. I did think he did a great job of, of of covering dual purposes, making sure the gospel was clear in that, and he shared his own testimony about how you know people continued to to share Christ with him and. I was really moved, actually, to tears when he told the story about his parents, you know, yeah. and uh, the celebration that his parents uh, entered into when when he called them and told them that he'd come to Christ. And, and you know, he said it was different when they, than when they celebrated the home run yeah. or than when they celebrated the basket on the basketball court. And that was really moving to me. And I, I hope that we as parents uh, and adults— that, uh, And grandparents. And grandparents— yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, yeah. I hope that we as parents and grandparents and adults that we are that way with our kids that spiritual things, you know, are more celebrated hmm. in our homes. That kind of spoke to me and moved me. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was great. And then he also challenged us, too, to be, you know, busy about evangelism. So, so yeah. many things there. Well, one of the hidden stories behind that, if you really thought about it, and if you've been in church any length of time and you have children, 
and grandchildren who grow up in church or go to Christian schools or whatever. Uh, he was a freshman, I think, in college, yeah. in a Christian college, going through Christian school, his testimony was. And I think it gets lost in, uh, in all of the activity and the celebration that his parents were having, that he had been exposed to the gospel and he had checked, he used the word the same thing, he checked all the boxes for so many years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the gospel, the Spirit drew him, the gospel affected him. And uh, I think that we as a church, we have to be careful a lot of times having our kids and, and, and everything that we say and do, that it's not just in the motion. And yeah. I'm, I'm really concerned about that. Uh, I thought it was a great testimony. The hidden part about that was his parents still celebrated, even though they had watched the home runs and stuff, but they've also watched him in Christian school. Yep. They watched him go to a Christian college, paid for that, mm-hmm. and he accepted Christ as a freshman yep. in college. So I think we're, we don't we don't grow weary in well-doing. Yep. Without a doubt, though, uh, I would just add this, and we'll move on to a life group's discussion. Without a doubt, the best part of the sermon, though, had to be when he gave the illustration, the analogy of, like a Carolina fan taking a Duke fan out to dinner, trying to <laughs> convert, sure about that one. Trying <laughs> to convert them to, to yeah. become a Carolina fan. And if you thought deeply about the illustration, he was saying that Carolina fans were followers of Jesus and Duke fans <laughs> are followers of the world. If you notice You're how talking about finding a deeper together, meaning. In, uh, I mean, it was, it was a profound illustration. We, we, do, we, we do have rams and devils that we contend with. <laughs> so I don't know how, how biblically that plays out. Matthew 24. <laughs> separate the blue devils from the rams. Anyway, Look at this uh, contemporary yeah. interpretation. Yeah, yeah that, that's uh, uh, finding meaning in the text. It's the not reader. there. Not yeah, there yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, most yeah. importantly, though, we, we brought Tommy on one to hear that as well from the sermon, but we want to talk about life groups because yep. you've been uh, a life group leader uh, probably longer than I've been alive, and I'm thankful for that. Like I, I thank the Lord for uh, just the faithfulness of many of the life group leaders. How long have you been yeah, doing by that? the way, how long have you been doing it? 1979. Yeah, you. Uh, That's longer than you've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, well, we do life groups here at Lebanon. As, as those who are watching or listening know, we do it um, in order of really our main discipleship focus is through life groups, it's small gatherings that meet each Sunday morning, uh, you know, before or after the service you attend. Uh, while we take care of your kids and your teenagers so that you can grow in your walk with the Lord, uh, you can develop relationships, uh, but that you can also be around people that are walking through life on the same journey you are. And so we do those things, and uh, we want to spotlight life groups. We had your son on a few weeks ago, Luke, to talk about his life group, and so we thought it'd be good to bring you on uh, to talk about life groups. So you've been teaching since, that was our first question, to figure out how long you've been teaching. So 1979, uh, tell us a little bit maybe about the class you teach currently, uh, what series you're going through, um, and uh, maybe just some details for the listeners that may not attend. How can they get involved, what time you meet, things like that? Sure, sure. We're um, Kyle Oakley, uh, which is our upwards director and one of our intern pastors here. He's been on here. the podcast, too, uh, yep. as well. Yep. Just yeah, just so proud of him. He uh, uh, came up with our series right now. It's, we're drilling in and trying to unpackage God's will. You know, we say a lot of things about what is God's will. Yeah. And he gets blamed for a lot of stuff that he don't have anything to do with. God does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Kyle. Kyle does. gets blamed, too. No, I, I mean, God does. And no, so, I know. You know how many married couples I've talked to that are pregnant? They say, oh, it's God's will. We have a yeah. I think there's more to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, we've unpackaged that, and it's been really good discussion. Yeah. Uh, in a small group like that, a small group setting, even though I have, we have a large class. Yeah. 
And uh, Kyle's uh, gotten a, a real good layout and kind of challenged us. Uh, a couple of us, Leon Pigram has, has also taught. Uh, and we're also trying to uh, foster uh, Derek Lamb's going to teach uh, for too long, and he's good. he's a really good teacher. So we're, we're studying God's will. And uh, a lot of times we look at God's will and his knowledge, and we don't separate the two. You know, God has a knowledge, and he has a moral will. Uh, but then all of a sudden, something happens, and we say, oh, it's God's will. And it's not always in the vein of contextual Scripture yep. that that is God's will. So his moral will and, uh, and what we think of, of contemporary views as opposed to the past views. You know, it's really if you drill into past views, you see a lot of uh, evil. And when, when something bad happened, they say, oh, it's God's will, some kind of sin, something this is and that is that's not associated scripturally. Yeah, and even now in, in contemporary views, we we do a lot uh, unknowingly, I think, or or innocently of assuming that God has a will, a, a hidden will, like hey, you missed it. Okay, guess again. Yeah, <laughs> and He doesn't work in that realm. So yeah. that's what we're studying right now, and just great discussions. We would invite. Uh, we have uh, young. Uh, People from their early 20s, mid-20s, all the way up to 60 years old, couples and a lot of singles. It's kind of a landing zone uh, for a, a lot of different age groups. Uh, it's topical, so anyone can fit in, and they can jump in, jump out uh, after our series. Um, we do want people to kind of come because our series kind of has built uh, yeah. from the foundation yeah. to get to a, a landing zone of what it really is to say this is God's will. So yeah. we really, we're really excited about what uh, what this Life Group series is about and looking forward to, um, you know, the opportunities that as we get through this one, go to the next step. Yeah, I was going to say that was the next question. What kind of is the age range? But you picked it. I mean, you guys are all the way from the, the young married to the 60s, so you fit everybody in there, which is great. And your Sunday's at 1045, right? Yep. Sunday's 1045 in the old sanctuary. Um, and so I'd encourage you, if you're not in a life group, you're listening to this, watching this, I'd jump in there. I think it's a great, a great life group to be involved in, especially if you want to know more about God's will. We all ask that question, I'm sure, what is God's will for our life? And so it's an excellent study. Yeah, I would just say if you're listening to this and you are a part of Lebanon Baptist Church, but you're not in a life group. You're not doing what we're expecting of you right yep. now, and that is we expect everyone to get in a life group so they can be known, held accountable, and encouraged in their spiritual journey on a deeper level. And so if you're not in a life group, you're not really functioning in the way that we want those that are part of Lebanon Baptist Church to function because we don't just want a bunch of people sitting in the pews. We want that, but we want them engaged on a deeper level in these life groups. And so if you're not, at least if you're not in one, this would be a great place to start is to jump into this yep. under construction on 1045 uh, in the old uh, sanctuary. And the welcome team will be glad to help you get there. So if you're not sure you're new or you just don't know your way around the facility, we'll be glad to help you get to that spot. There's aspects of the church and life in a community of faith that you miss out on if you don't get involved. In. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of the perspective, and I'll mention this, is some of the life groups, the tentacles of life groups now were bolt, are, are spurned. I don't know if I use the word spurned, but it... it, it you don't be kidding me. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the life group leaders and some of the life groups we have now are were propagated and were... Um, they yeah, uh, spawned or... Right. Or multiply, reproduce. Right. right. They, they, they bear fruit. Uh, we had a life group called um, uh, Young, I mean, uh, Young Married. It wasn't, it was um, 
under, uh, uh, home improvement. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. It was called home improvement, and uh, some of the life group leaders that we have now came from home improvement. And so we, I think there's, I think there's like Jason and Karen, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Wiseburn, uh, yeah. yeah, all those came yeah. from that. So, brides. Right, let's, uh, let's start. Oh, you, were, yeah, yeah. So we started thirty minutes over, so we got another thirty minutes. I'm just kidding. I know y'all got to go. All right, so we let me let me start over. Josh, if you're listening to this, we're gonna we paused it, so we're about to start back. Uh, let's go. Okay. All right, so Tommy, tell us more about uh, why life groups are important. Maybe from your perspective as a church member for all those years as a life group leader, why do you think? Life groups are so important. Well, there's many avenues you can go down to the importance of life group, but what I've seen in all these years is um, people people really becoming connected. Um, if you're not a part of a smaller group, you you know, unfortunately, you could get lost in the in the big group. Yep. And I know some people come to church on a on a Sunday morning uh, and check the box. You know, I've, I've gone to church. And disappointingly, they get they miss out on the uh, the community of being cared for, um, and they they miss out on the opportunity for a smaller, intimate setting where people could really get into the weeds of what's going on in your life and then the needs of that smaller group. And um, we've done a really good job of our life groups now are, are are coming together, and then they have a season where you can move. You know, in the past it was kind of like I'm in a life group, and you're in there for forever. Yep. And now we've created an environment where if it's a topic coming up, you can move, and there's no one offended, and everybody moves around and uh, for those topics. And a lot of times, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've been here a long time, and I've seen the exact fruit now of people who have participated in life groups and stayed connected to the church, and now they're becoming leaders hmm. from other life groups. Now we have other life groups in our uh, church that have come out of another life group and recognized their gift of teaching or their leadership, and now they're helping other people connect. And I, I, I can't emphasize enough, just you'll be disjointed if you don't join a life group. You will miss out on some of the greatest blessings. And I'm not talking about just, again, coming every once in a while and checking a box. I'm talking about drilling in and participating and caring for one another on a small, yep. intimate basis. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to throw this out there. It just came to my mind, and usually it's not good to say things when they first come to your mind. but uh, Especially when it's being recorded. Yeah, when it's being recorded. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll edit this out if it doesn't go well. Uh, but it seems to me, though, like, uh, honestly, like if you belong to our church, but you don't, belong to a life group it'd be a lot like being in a family but never showing up at the dinner table <laughs> when your family's eating you know yeah. what i mean it's like i'm, I'm in this family and, and and i come and go from here uh and we see each other but every night when the family eats dinner i'm never there for that i mean you, you know it'd be a little bit like that you just wouldn't you would not be involved in the life of your family at the at the level that you should be You'd be missing so much by not being there. It seems to me like it's a little bit like that. Yeah, you could probably pick apart that analogy or illustration, but it just kind of comes to mind. It feels a little bit like that for a church because we're a family, but the dinner table is is where a lot more happens. Well, I have a little bit of advantage on you guys. I can look at it historically. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, we don't have history. <laughs> <laughs> but I can look back and say, you know. Over the years, the people who have come and joined and become part of a life group can become part of a committed uh, church member, involve themselves in ministries, involve themselves in volunteer. All of a sudden, they get to know other people of hmm. like mindedness, fellowship, and you see pockets of people becoming just the closest friends. Mm -hmm. But the people who, who don't, unfortunately, you see them, you know, 
not committed. And then if they're not committed to that, it, it has a fallout effect of their relationship. Not saying they're not saved. It just it it just stumbles the growth of a of a uh, of your witness to Christ yeah. and your opportunity to witness to others. Because yeah. what what are we ultimately here for? Is to make other disciples. Yeah. So what do you say to when you're talking to someone about their relationship? Hey, come with me. If you're not part of something, what are they yeah. coming to? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's great. Both both. Both good thoughts there. What would you say, and this is kind of tied to this first question I asked you there about why it's important. Let's say there's somebody watching this, listening to this. They're on the fence. They hear you. They don't want to take the extra hour. They go to service, but they're like, mm, I'd rather go out to eat or I'd rather go home and do my own thing. Or they're nervous about joining a small group. What would you say to them to encourage them, outside of what you just said, to encourage them to jump into a life group this Sunday? Um, remember someone's name. You know, be a part. Don't feel uncomfortable asking the the fit team, the the first impressions team, or remember my name. You know, I, if you don't feel comfortable coming to under construction, um, if they don't feel good about that when they get here, try us one time. I mean, step over my love. Yeah. I, I'm gonna care for you. I'm Kyle has just done a tremendous job of communicating, and uh, he he takes care of all of our Facebook page and so on and so forth for our life group, and. What what would it hurt? Hmm. What's the alternative? You know, um, you know. I, I always think, you know, what what is the worst that could happen? You don't enjoy it, you don't like it, you know. You but at least try it. Yeah. Um, you never know what you don't like until you have tried it. And I, I promise you, I have never seen anyone that really came to a life group that really genuinely wanted to find out more about God's word, that really wanted to know more about relationships that didn't enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, if you're if you're listening to this or watching this, let me encourage you just this week, step out this Sunday. I think that's a great word, Tommy. Uh, just take a take a chance, try it out, and I promise you you'll enjoy it. Hey, as we finish up this life group discussion, why don't you share with us, are there any future events, specific events that you'd invite some people to that your life group's doing? And then what are some future studies you're thinking of maybe just this year? Are there things coming up that you'd want to promote about your life group? We haven't uh, identified. We've got a couple things. Um, we, we're going to finish up God's will in the next three or four weeks, and then uh, we're going to try to look at a good spring uh, study that will include piggybacking off of God's will. So what are you doing once you've identified God's will? Okay. You know, I know it's His will for me to make disciples. One thing you as a staff has challenged us with is for everyone as a church to lead so many people to the Lord this year. And um, and as a, as a life group, uh, constantly every week we've reminded our group, we, we, let's be responsible for five people that we genuinely care about, pray about. And we share prayer requests. I, I didn't mention earlier, but we share prayer requests every Sunday. And you get to know that person's needs yeah. and real needs, and that's not done uh, as a congregation. We can't share that much real estate on a Sunday morning. So um, those things uh, are going to happen. We, um, we're constantly trying to do Christian service work. Uh, we usually have a big uh, event. COVID has knocked us out of a couple of things, but per adventure that they start opening back up, we usually have a big uh, gathering in the fall. Uh, and then at the same time, we look for opportunities to do service work through here. Of course, Kyle was up over the upwards, and yeah. uh, yesterday our our class uh, served the first yep. service uh, meal. Just had a great time communicating. Some of our members sat down with some of the families. Um, so we're constantly looking for opportunities to serve the community. Um, our group a couple weeks ago, well, several months ago, went down and painted 
Madison Elementary's mm-hmm. library, mm-hmm. and that was an undertaking. And uh, so many teachers, the principal there, they were very gracious. They allowed us to be a part of that, and it's opened up some opportunities yeah. for us to minister to that yeah, school. Yeah, y'all painted her office. Painted her office. Yeah. Yeah. She still talks about that, yeah. so she loved that. And we love doing those things yeah. for community because we love our community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah I think that's great. Well, I appreciate uh, the discussion about life groups. We could spend another hour talking about it, I'm sure, but let's transition to Easter. So we got a big Easter celebration coming up. And I thought it'd be good for our listeners and and watchers to hear more from you, Pastor Matt, and as well as Tommy, uh, to discuss uh, maybe what's the plan for Easter this year, and then how would you encourage our listeners and watchers, our members, uh, to start preparing for Easter? Uh, Yeah, so a couple things that uh, we're planning to do uh, this year that's new. Yeah, brand new. new. Both of these are actually new, yeah. One is, and this is more focused, the first one is more focused on our church and on on those that are already kind of a part of our community of, of faith here that we call ourselves Lebanon Baptist Church, and that is Good Friday. Uh, we're going to be doing a Good Friday communion uh, worship service, and so Friday night uh, we're going to worship, sing about, remind ourselves about the you know the bitter cup uh, that Christ uh, endured and went through, and and His body that was you know kind of beaten and bruised on our behalf, yeah. and we'll. We'll take communion together, remind ourselves of what happened on that evening so many years ago, what he did for us in paying for our sin debt on the cross. And so that's kind of for us uh, on Friday night. We'll be pushing out more about that to, to make you aware of that and remind you of that. Uh, but then also on Easter, uh, what we're doing to celebrate the resurrection is we want to do something a little bit different this year. We're doing a like a worship production uh, m- more than just like a worship service. And so we're doing it on Saturday night, and then we're doing it twice on Sunday morning. And at all three of those, there's going to be a drama uh, that'll be presented, kind of showing the, the, the dramatization of the cross and of the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, trying to remind ourselves through vivid imagery of what Jesus went through and of the hope that we have of the empty tomb, the resurrected Lord. And so we're going to do that, and then we're going to you know, share the word as well at each of those yep. uh, services too. So there's three opportunities for people to come to one of those services. We're trying to use Saturday night as a little bit more of a way to, to reach out to our community uh, maybe we get some people to come that would come for the first time to something new because it's not a Sunday morning, it's a Saturday night, it's kind of new, it's, uh, there's going to be you know, newness to it, so it takes away some of the fear factor. And then on Sunday morning, uh, we'll do two um, you know, in, in place of our morning worship services uh, for that day, again, uh, to worship, but to do it more so uh, through drama as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not just going to be sitting and watching a drama there's going to be drama. There's going to be worship. We're going to, we're going to be worshiping together as well uh, through singing during that time, and there will be uh, a message about the resurrection from the Word uh, of God as well. Uh, but these are opportunities that, that if you're listening to this or watching this, these are opportunities you can promote and invite people to come to primarily the Saturday night uh, or the Sunday morning. And then for us, we want to be there gathered on Friday night to, to, to partake of communion together and, and celebrate uh, uh, the, the remembrance of Christ and what he did for us. Yeah, well, I think that's great, um, and uh, looking forward to that. It's creative, the way they went about, and Courtney and you uh, just discussing how to creatively do things in the midst of COVID, I think is a great idea, and so I'm looking forward to that, and we'll, like you said, we'll push more about how you can get involved uh, in that. Hey, as we finish up today, 
I'm kind of nervous to ask this question of both of you, but I'll do it. Is there anything either of y'all want to add that I missed regarding Easter or life groups? Nope, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> nah. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, just kidding. I got something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you cannot, you, you cannot ask if there's something you want to add because there's always something to add. We'll add to everything except the Word of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I appreciate what Nick has done, all this communication, you know, all the things that we get, and a lot of unsung hero, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, Nick, but thanks for both of you, staff. I can, I've can, i been here a long time, so I can say um, without fear of reservation or contradiction that uh, you guys are leading well. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you know the opportunities that you're giving our church members to make more disciples. Hmm. And so, um, you know, it doesn't go, it's a thankless job sometimes for what all you do, but um, I want to I thank you, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Easter holds and uh, the people that would come to know Christ through the opportunities that you're going to prevent as service. Yep, yep, looking yeah. forward to it myself. Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, Maxwell, John Maxwell says everything rises and falls on leadership, but he also says leadership rises and falls on communication. And that's one of the reasons we do this, Uh, podcast. One of the reasons he focuses so much, Nick does, on uh, the communication side of it is because, you know, the the task of the leader is to be communicating. And so we're trying to do a better job. We've always got room to improve uh, on that, but we want to do a better job of communicating. And and so we're trying to do that through these these podcasts and through bringing others on and and, uh, communicating what we're doing, why we're trying to do it, and uh, what's at stake, you know, what's really at stake if we do or don't. And so uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, your heart for for Christ and for the ministry and for the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, getting that out and uh, sharing the gospel of Christ with others. So anyway, it's a it's a great great opportunity to have you on. Yep. We appreciate you coming on and talking about sure. these things today. Yeah, we appreciate that. And as always, our podcast is sponsored by Lebanon Baptist Church here in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you're new to the podcast or you're new to the area or new to Lebanon, let me encourage you uh, to visit lbcnow.org. Check out. Uh, what we have to offer. We'd love for you to visit with us. Uh, join us online as well, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, and then if you haven't listened to the sermon, let me encourage you to do that. Dion Parker did an excellent job. You can do that at lbcnow.org as well. Uh, click on the uh, latest playlist and uh, they'll take you there. Tommy, thanks for joining us. We appreciate uh, you and your influence on our lives and, and those in our church. Pastor Matt, thanks again for being on this. Uh, you don't really have a choice, so you got to be, so we appreciate that. But uh, as always, hope you have a great week, and we appreciate that you uh, have decided to listen today and uh, be a part of our podcast. Thanks for joining us for Around the Table, a discussion all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church. If you would like to learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. Make sure to follow Lebanon Baptist Church on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.